a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Now let's, yes, the answer is, if a song is a, says the word God, it should be singing about Jesus. But the question here is, Jesus mentioned by name or concept, is that, is it, is it clear that the person that we're singing to is Jesus? You start to separate others. So I have more good works than that person. And so this is where pietism ends up, that, uh, oh, I'm a better Christian because I have more good works than you. Our, our our evangelism program would basically be like a roast. <laughs> and welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio. And this is a very special edition because Pastor oh, Wolfmiller yeah. is here to introduce One his new friend. One of the specialist of all editions. This is introducing Dulas Lessman uh, <laughs> edition of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> you know, uh, welcome, welcome, Booker. And... You know, I the first time I talked to your vicar on the phone, I I apologized for the cross he has to bear, and he said everybody's been saying that. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, what's going on? I don't know. And, yeah, and then you were like, yeah, it's like whatever uh, he beats him, someone's uh, greeting him like his mother just died, and uh, and and this is why you, you, it's like you're puzzled. Why do people have such sympathy on him? This is the reason because. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Poor guy, guys, it, it has it easy over there. Look at that! Just oh man, you know, kicking his feet back and <laughs> had to go, you know, wake him up to get him on the show. Probably, he wasn't to wake me up. Jeez. It is pretty early this morning. Uh, okay, so uh, we're doing some Ten Commandments in the news. Um, uh, I, so I wrote down our, our show lineup on the. Um, glass door to my my office in the dry yep. erase marker. Yeah. So I got to turn around to look at it. So yep. we're doing bumper sticker, church sign, theology first, Ten Commandments in the news, and then Bible be uh vicar versus pastor. And um I, I understand that the 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 agreement we came to was that if if vicar beats pastor in Bible be then he passes vicarage. Uh, I d- no yeah, that's the agreement asked. that you came to. <laughs> I don't know how exactly that got by. <laughs> I don't know, can you imagine an easier vicarage just beating me in Bible B, a game I've never ever won? And, oh, and I also I, I understand that um, you have his audio running through a profanity delay, so you can approve anything that he says. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. I approve that. <laughs> I approve this message. <laughs> I probably have to approve if he guesses the Bible passage right or wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let's let's go to uh let's go to buzzwords. Uh do you have a buzzword, Pastor Wolf? I do, I do. My buzzword is a Greek buzzword. And uh and that word is doulos. And it translates into English as vicar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to I'm going to let it it occurs a few <laughs> times in the Bible. So Paul says, I am the doulos of Christ, uh, the vicar of Christ. I am, uh, uh, Jesus says, you cannot, uh, you cannot be of the vicar for two masters. Either you'll be vicar to the one and despise the other. This is a, you cannot, uh, doulos both God and mammon. Uh, so, uh, uh, doulosses, uh, vicars obey your masters, Paul will say in the table of duties. Things like that. Uh, do you remember, do you remember those, um, 
demotivator posters. <laughs> yeah, I might look some of those up right now. Yeah, uh, the guy that uh, despair dot com is is where those are. the The guy that started that organization, Despair Inc. <laughs> he he had this whole thing about uh, have like being degrading to your underlings, so they they like understand their place. And so he'd go out to like the warehouse and you know shake a hand of some worker, and then in the midst of their presence. Just, Pull out some hand sanitizer and sanitize his hands uh, right after you shook hands with us. This day, <laughs> he had all these videos on on demotivation. <laughs> so I think that's funny. what's going on over there. You know, uh, you shake Vicker's hand, you pull out some hand sanitizer and sanitize your hands. I, I don't want to get Vicker uh, Vicker on me. Uh, but Vicker, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you uh, define what doulos means or uh, translate it. Do lost the Greek word it means slave or servant, but vicar means in the place or uh, in the stead of. Yeah. Okay. So now we. What? what? I do not approve. Appa- that. <laughs> apparently, you need to read these words more in context. I'll be teaching him about that later. Apparently, you you've had uh, Doctor Norling at the seminary. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that is correct. My the- my theological buzzword for you is uh, is absolution and. Um, uh, we have this authoritative definition on uh, tabletalkradio.org that says the remission of sins and the freeing of guilt and the pastor standing in the stead uh, of Christ forgives sins. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to a Lutheran service before, but uh, it, when, when, you, when you walk in, one of the first things is this uh, confession, um, I, a poor, miserable sinner. And so the... Um, uh, the response that the pastor says then is, in the stead and by the command of Christ, I forgive you all your sins. Now, that's always offensive to, to people who go with the, to the church for the first time because, uh, like, who's this guy? How, how can he be forgiving sins, right? Uh, but he's not forgiving sins as as the person, as, as you know, as Brian or, or Evan or something. He, he's forgiving sins, you know, vicar, sort of speak, in, in the stead of Christ, uh, uh, according to his office. Because, you know, we have from this passage in John chapter 20, uh, where, where Jesus turns to apostles and he says, uh, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Uh, so the yep. church the church is given the authority then to uh, to forgive sins, and the church calls a, a man, a pastor, to do so on her behalf. Publicly in the office. Okay. Nice work. All right. I think that's important, by the way, because when our friends, the evangelicals, come to visit and they say, What are you doing, forgiven sins? And our answer should just immediately be what Jesus says we should do in John 20. I mean, without hesitation, straight to the scriptures. I mean, none of the office of the ministry, none of the explaining of the sacraments, none of this. Just We just got to go straight to the Bible and say, Boom, there it is. Straight to the Bible. That's your new campaign, isn't it? Straight to the Bible. Straight. Let me write that in. <laughs> Straight. I, by the way, the vicar and I were working on, we think that there's another word that's been abused by mispronunciation. And so we want to rescue that. I should have made this the buzzword, except for I had an awesome one. Uh, and that is the word paradigm. Paradigm. You know that word? Uh, everyone wants paradigm. to pronounce it. Paradigm. Yeah. So that is I'm against, of course, the silent letters, the letter abuse. You know, uh-huh. someone's got to speak up for the silent, those who cannot speak for themselves. So we got to pronounce that G in there. There's apparently a G before the M in paradigm. <laughs> so just to give you a heads up about that, too, I'll be mispronouncing. I mean, pr- 
pr- properly pronouncing that word from now on. Oh, good to know. You want to go to uh, our phone line at one eight hundred three eight five Sola? Yes, we got some uh, uh, church signs and some. Bumpers. Oh yeah, then what should I be doing here? You probably told me already. Checking Facebook. I don't know, listening. Um, <laughs> maybe throwing any two cents here and there. I'm looking at this uh, these uh, demotivation posters. I like this one. It's it's four pencils and one sharp, and it says distinction. Looking sharp is easy when you haven't done any work. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That right there is just perfect for this show. All right. Uh, do you have any from Facebook there? Because I'm having a hard time downloading this this message here. You? Uh, yeah, sure. I got loads of stuff on Facebook. All remember right. how did? Remember how we talked about this later? How we have? Look, we got even more members now. Yesterday we had 903. Today we have nine hundred and four. Now make it nine oh five, nine oh six. Now did you Boom. did you tell me that um, that we have a closed group? So you have to have like doctrinal agreement in order to join the group, or what, what's it? What's the deal? What's this closed group that we got going on? It's a closed group because oftentimes what's happening on our Facebook fan page is people are talking about Facebook theology, so they're posting up things that other uh, friends posted to their page. Oh, so, it's kind so of embarrassing so when someone... Oh, I see. <laughs> makes it easier to read yeah, the Eighth Commandment this way. I got it. Yeah, but it's closed. All right, I got know, a... It's kind of weird where uh, you, go to, uh, you go to this page and everyone's talking bad about your post there. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. But when, when, when they're posting the one they, that you sent to them, that they, can't you yeah, still see? I mean, oh, man. Okay, yeah. well, I've got a message now. Here's, here's the first okay. one. Hello, Pastors Wolf Mueller and Gagline. Uh, this is Elder the Younger from Boston, Massachusetts, and I was calling in. Doesn't quite qualify as a church sign uh, or as a bumper sticker. Rather, the sign on the side of a large windowless white van, um, which simply <laughs> says "Generic Ministries." It was parked out behind a, uh, I believe, a Unitarian Universalist church, which we're full of. <laughs> I hesitate to even say the word "church" in conjunction with that, but. We'll just roll with it for now. Anyway, God bless. Take care. That's pretty good. That's what I never realized. That's what the non-denominational church is like, the generic brand (laughs) of Christianity. Yeah, you get like the... (laughs) The uh, white label. Right, right, right. So so it's not not Kleenex, it's tissue. (laughs) You know, I think what this is... well, first of all, what they did is they got a discount on this van from uh, General Electric and just kind of combined the words, um, generic <laughs> ministers. And then this is actually the uh, the van that the 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 the, um, the the local thief, the the burglar, drives around. You know, so you have a, so you have some sort of utility van that you drive around to to put all your junk in that you steal from the houses. This is the van. Or uh, churches, generic ministers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, would you believe it that we are out of time in this segment? Oh, you're kidding me. That was a ridiculous waste of time. <laughs> Why well, didn't even get to read my John Edwards? We haven't heard from Vickery. Vickery, are you still alive there? <laughs> Barely. He's waking right. up still. Oh, don't worry. After after this break, we're going to do some chicken hands in the news, and we're going to hear uh, about the, the news in this in this world going on. And Vickery is going to tell us which of the Ten Commandments uh, is at play here. So yeah, that Vickery. after this break on Table Talk Radio, don't go away.
really one of the best decisions you've made today. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Hey, June, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Welcome back. This is a big day for Table Talk Radio because we have in, in, in the making the first sip. Oh, yeah, that's right. Except for I just opened this other demotivational poster, which says priorities. It has a picture of Easter Island. And it says, hundreds of years from now, it will not matter what my bank account was, the sort of house I lived in, or the car I drove, but the world may be different because I did something so bafflingly crazy that my ruins became a tourist attraction. <laughs> <laughs> What's the picture then of that? The uh, Easter Island statues. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect for disaffected college students, ancestor worshippers who like a good laugh every now and again, and Finnish tourists who make poor decisions. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I want to know about the coffee. Anyone who says, oh yeah, okay, the first I'm about cup. to make a poor decision. My first sip of Vicar made coffee this morning. Oh. Here it is. I I don't know if his uh, vicarage should uh, hang in the balance on winning Bible B or on this, how this coffee is. Well, I, I'll yeah. try to make it s- sound good for radio. Ready? Yeah. Oh, that was just yummy. I'm glad that we were able to hear that. Hey, not too bad. Too bad. You know, you Could work with what you got. Something like that. <laughs> 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 okay. There's no uh, vicar bucks. Uh, pa- Pastor, why don't you explain to us how Ten Commandments of the News works? Well, we listen to the news and then identify the Ten Commandments in that news. Is that and why then, we call it Ten Commandments in the news? <laughs> Snakes on a plane, baby. <laughs> the, the, the hyper creativity of Table Talk Radio, and 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 if we get a little bit uh, ambitious, we could play this other game, which is the CACCA, casual apologetics. There's something else in there. Casual apologetic conversation game. That's right. Right. And that is, if you were talking to someone about this particular news story, well, how would you bring in law and gospel? So we haven't done that, that in eons. I can't remember the last time we actually did that. I can't remember yesterday. <laughs> okay. Hey, do you want to go to some news? Yeah. All right. Here you go. Let's go. Today, President Obama insisting he did not set the red line on chemical weapons that the world did. But remember this. We cannot have a situation where chemical or biological weapons are falling into the hands of the wrong people. Uh, We have been very clear to the Assad regime, but also to other players on the ground, that a red line for us is we start seeing a whole bunch of chemical weapons moving around or being utilized. Uh, That would change my calculus. Did he or didn't he? And does it matter who did as we sort of fuss about this red line? Join us is Stephen Hadley, former National Security Advisor to the Bush administration. Does it, does it, did he set the line and does it matter? He did set the line um, and it probably doesn't matter because the line is set uh, and the credibility of the country is on, is on the line. And in some sense, um, the Congress needs to act in such a way so as not to undermine the credibility of President Obama. You know, we only have one president at the time, and he embodies 
the United States. So if his credibility is undermined, Whoa. the country's credibility is undermined. And I think that's an argument that people are beginning to think about on, the, on Capitol is, Hill. Is credibility, is though, the reason to go to war? I mean, uh, it seems to me that that's not a really <laughs> good, good question, reason. It seems Greta. to me that you go to war because you have a specific, uh, something you want to achieve on the ground, maybe get rid of Assad or whatever it is, not here, he doesn't want to do regime change, and that you think you have the means to do it. The idea of doing it because your president said something and now look, we don't want anyone to know about it or something, it doesn't seem like that's a strong reason. I agree with that. I do think, though, the president having said it, for the Congress of the United States to vote down a resolution authorizing him to take action would really be a terrible defeat for the country. It would undermine our credibility. And Iran will be watching. And I think the notion that somehow we would uh, not follow through on what was said in Syria and that we would follow, follow through and use military force against Iran if they were to continue to pursue a nuclear weapon, I think uh, that becomes less and less credible. Uh, but I think the point ought to be we ought to make the president credible. We ought to give him the authority. But then he ought to do something that is actually going to affect the situation on the ground in Syria. Yes, we want to enforce a norm against uh, weapons of mass destruction. But we also need to end the killing. We also need to end the threat that Syria and what's happening in Syria will destabilize Lebanon, Iraq, and Turkey. And we also need to end the possibility that's going to empower al-Qaeda. And in order to do that, you need to something on the ground that is going to change the balance of force between the regime and between the opposition. And you need to follow it up by arming the opposition so that they have a chance uh, to uh, show Assad that his days are numbered and set up for a uh, negotiated outcome in which democratic regime elements and elements What's of the Assad the regime without Assad who want to be part of a new Syria can mm. come together, can form a government, and can then can take on al-Qaeda so that Syria TV does not radio, become I think. a safe haven for al-Qaeda. All right, so that's in part the report. So, uh, Pastor Wolf, let's get your uh, two cents, and we'll have the vicar name some commandments here. Yeah, I, I'm going to still, I mean, this Syria thing is developing, and I'm not still not sure uh, um, what I think about it. I haven't been able to pay attention to enough of what's going on. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if getting in another war sounds like a good idea. You know what we should probably do? We should come up with like a just war cheat sheet. You know that whole just war idea? And you got things where, you know, we, we as Christians um, would say that, War is not necessarily a sin, although it's mm -hmm. never good. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are certain criteria uh, that a war has to meet to be a just war, and we we uh, we uh, even as Lutherans hold to that idea. So we, we should be able to kind of go down the checklist and say, "Hey, is this going to be a good idea?" Well, I, I mean, I think um, the discussion is centering on this. I guess you, you could even call it a moral question when. Uh, you're in the m most powerful country in the world, and there's uh, a another country using uh, uh, chemical weapons on its own people. Does the uh, does the, the the most powerful country in the world have a moral obligation to step in and do something about that? Uh, and I mean, and and I guess there's a, a maybe a. We we can't stop all injustice in the world. So to what point? To where is the line that we we do need to step in and 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 uh, uh, do something about someone who's going to be using sarin gas on their own people? 
Yeah. I mean, isn't I think it's I think a bad that's idea the, to use sarin gas. Yeah. On your own people, by the way. Right. I mean, I, I think I think uh, I mean America hasn't stepped in, and every time uh, a, a dictator has started, uh, you know, killing and hurting its own people. Um, but I think the the line has always been uh, weapons of mass destruction, and um, and and sarin gas has been classified as such. So uh, I mean, I think that's why this is this is in the news. Um, I I don't know. I, I'm less concerned about. Uh, what President Obama said two years ago, and whether we're going to hold his feet to his fire, we don't on anything else. So why I don't know why we'd start now. Why <laughs> 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 is integrity now a really important question? Oh boy! <laughs> All right, Vicar, the, what Vicar you... has like seventeen commandments written down. I don't know how he managed that. <laughs> All right, let's hear him, Vicar. All right. Well, obviously the first one would be number one, and I think this uh, commandment actually kind of answered your question as to whether we have a moral obligation. If we recognize God as the true God as a country, then that would define whether we, uh, according to his commandments, have an obligation to do that. First commandment. First commandment, yes. And then also any time you have government involved, uh, you have fourth commandment issues. Nicely done. And then, of course, that um, uh, leader murdering his own uh, people would be a Fifth Commandment issue. Yeah, shut up. Murder? And then I also think any time you're dealing with the news, you potentially have an Eighth Commandment issue as (laughs) to whether you're actually getting the true story or if it's being presented correctly. I do think the Eighth Commandment is probably the commandment that gives the vocation of journalist and... Uh, there is a lot of talk in this one where it was talking about credibility, and credibility is probably another way of saying good reputation. So, uh, yep, there you go. Very good. Well, did, now, do you have um, uh, like a, a Table Talk Radio points system for your Vicarage, like Vicarage points? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I should. Vicar, five points for that they one. Don't mean anything. <laughs> five Vicar points. Who's for that? preaching this Sunday? The vicar is. Oh, all right. Has you have it done yet? I don't know. Do you have it done? He's, he's, he's due this morning at some point. Yes, I have my 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 theme and my full outline as Dr. Pekancher would require. I, right. I have that completed. So I don't even know what to do with an outline. I'm like, a sermon outline? What's this? <laughs> Organization? What, what do I do? <laughs> I know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, having Pastor Wolffiller as a vicar supervisor, I mean... There's got to be more organized guys, people in the world to, to teach, you know, this kind of thing. Although you, you think you're an expert on this now, don't you? I'm super organized, except for I got a lot of books hanging is, around. Is getting things days. done a required text for this vicarage? It indeed is. <laughs> I sent it to him before he even came over here. <laughs> oh, All right. We need to go to a break. Uh, that's it for Tick Man's in the News. And then we're going to play some Bible B Vicar versus Pastor. Uh, and the vicarage, uh, passing vicarage is on the line. So we'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. In a recent survey, 98% of listeners can't stand Table Talk Radio. We would like to express our gratitude to those who did not participate in the study. 
She keeps them always shining in a pretty cabinet. Anthony Cage, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. And it's an imitation you can't take. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, Ten Commandments in the News is the game. I am now looking at I mean, pictures of Bible seals. Beef. You know seals? Uh, yeah. Because of what no I said No one was really paying air. attention to what you said. Huh? Apparently. Yes. Oh, you said it off the air? How? I was thinking about doing a church seal, and it would be a circle with a picture of an actual seal in it. Oh, that That'd would be, be very, funny, huh? very hilarious. Yeah, I, I mentioned off there because uh, the the, other, the second news item that I had that we didn't get to is um, uh, the this headline: "Atheist Sue Town Over Seal," and it has this picture of uh, this seal for Deland, Florida, and it's a uh, a heart behind or a heart in front of a cross in front of an anchor, and it says uh, 1882. So the 131 year old symbol under attack uh, for uh, Christian icons. So I'm against it because it has an anchor. I mean. We're not all sailors in this town. <laughs> what was the other one? It was a cross and an anchor and a and what? A, and a heart. No, we're not all cardiologists. And a heart? Yeah. No, yeah, that's right. We don't all love in this town. <laughs> okay. Uh, so by, the way Bible View works is I read a, uh, a verse out of the Bible, and the contestant has to name where this comes from in the Bible, just the book of the Bible you find. First round, you get three verses. Are you ready, Vicar, for round one of Bible Bee? Yeah, I think so. Have you been preparing for this? I mean, probably since the first time you heard uh, Table Talk Radio, you thought, you know, my dream come true would be to have a vicarage at Hope Lutheran Church and to play Bible Bee on the air on Table Talk Radio. It is a dream come true, and I'd have more time to study, but pastor's got me making coffee and doing silly oh, things like this yeah. for me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Don't worry. Don't Where's worry. that verse when, about the Israelites in the wilderness? When he goes, when he goes out to the the uh, the supervisors <laughs> conference, he'll he'll you know. Oh yeah, that's time. when I'll learn how to really do things. Yeah, what is right. that? Next week, I gotta go to St. Louis. I gotta go to St. Louis to learn how to be a vicar supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> this is where where uh, all the supervisors get together and bemoan their crosses of vicar supervisor. <laughs> okay, uh, so here are your here's your first entry, uh, vicar. It says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Oh, man. How is he ever going to get this Don't give any hints over there. Oh, this is great. This one is uh, from Genesis. Oh, right right away. Very good. Good job. Man, he didn't even have to hesitate. Him and Haw. Sounds Old Testament-y. <laughs> That's how I would have done it. <laughs> oh, it sounds so familiar. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so, Vicar, why don't you say more about this text? I, I would like to hear uh, the Vicar talk about this verse as we understand it in this um, um Discussion of the efficacy of the word. So, would you explain that? What that is, Vicar? Do you hear that? Boom, bloom, 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 bloom. I'm getting messages on Facebook. It's totally distracting the Vicar. I think God. So, so how? So God's God doesn't make the world by what by like picking up a bunch of dirt and making it like we would make it. He sits there and he speaks. 
Right? Yeah. Oh, you wanted the vicar to talk oh, about yeah, it. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Come on. <laughs> so I can't help myself. Yeah, the, this 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 verse illustrates that God's word has power. It actually does things. And it's it's very uh great gospel. Right. All right. Now as Pastor he's, he's Ro- straight to the point this vicar. I'll tell you. <laughs> how how long the show would the, be a lot shorter? How long are those sermons at Hope Lutheran? Well, I'm wondering about that now cuz uh <laughs> the sermons aren't this short. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Uh Pastor Wolf? Me? Oh yeah, man, I'm ready. Okay. Probably Gen- it's probably a Genesis verse, Exodus, something like that. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Let's have it. Yield now and be at peace with him, thereby good will come to you. Please receive instruction from his mouth and establish his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove unrighteousness far from your tent. Oh, boy. That's it? That was three verses? Are you sure that was three verses? That was verses 21, 22, and 23. Oh, that's a hint. 21. <laughs> Yield now, be at peace. I gotta, you got to give it to me one more time. i got trying to pick out the distinctive thing. You got it. You're not quite as quick as the vicar over there. I know. I, yeah, right. <laughs> Plus, I'm getting a lot of Facebook messages. Yield now yeah. and be at peace with him, thereby good will come to you. Please receive instruction from his mouth and establish his word in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove no, no. unrighteousness far from your tent. Now, there's that. The, the word that's throwing me off in there is the please. It says, please receive instruction. Does it really say that? He's, a very, he's a very polite prophet. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to guess this is a prophet. <laughs> Okay. Uh, this sounds Old Testament-y. Uh, and so yield now and be at peace, uh, and then please receive instruction. This, this idea, this call to receive instruction would be um, that's very. This kind of has to do with the wisdom text, like Solomon's talking in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Uh, this idea of um, following the Lord's instruction and being blessed by Him is a unique part of the Old Covenant that the Lord has. Because remember one of the marks of the Old Covenant is that uh, if you follow the Lord and keep his commandments, he'll bless you not only with spiritual blessings, but with also with physical blessings as well. Uh, that, and that's uniquely part of the Old Testament, not part of the New Testament. So this is uh, oh, bringing it in there. And then it talks about the tent, which, you know, I mean... There was a while in Israel when they were actually living in tents. You know, Abraham just had a tent. He never actually settled in the promised land. He never had a permanent building. He was always, Hebrews says, looking for the permanent building, which is the church. Uh, and they wandered the wilderness for for 40 years in, in tents. And then tent becomes a, you know, kind of a euphemism for your home. I don't think this is a prophet during the wandering times. By the way. But it's almost as like... The prophet is talking to someone like a king or something, where he has this deference to them, where he says, please receive instruction. Like, uh, like you haven't been doing something properly, but you need to do it now. So it, it makes me think that maybe this is in one of the narrative texts where the prophet is speaking to the king. Uh, <clears throat> all right, give me the last verse one more time. By the way, I, just... just 
letting you know. I mean, I don't want Look, wanna... there's a lot riding on this. I, I... <laughs> I have I have like seven more years, seven more months of uh, of being able to hang over the vicar's head that he might not graduate. <laughs> you know about that? I, I just and now you're re- threatening not... to undo seven months of fun if I don't get this right. There's a lot on the line. <laughs> I want to just say, not that I want to, I'm trying to influence you either way right now, but I just want to say that uh, when I said prophet, I meant it in the wide sense of the word. Okay. Just okay. Okay. now, you want it one more time? Is that, is that Old Testament for? writer? Yes, I want it one more time. <laughs> no, just the last verse. Okay. okay. Oh, last verse. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove unrighteousness far from your tent. I think this is going to be Second Kings. <laughs> that was your buzzer. I just stole your buzzer from my. <laughs> um, I think you want to think along the lines of false prophet. Oh. Uh. You'll now be at peace, receive instruction. A false prophet. So this is this Balaam? You're not going to tell me. You want me to guess oh, again? I'll tell you. It's hard <laughs> enough. You is this wanna... Balaam? This it's is Balaam, uh, Job. Oh, oh, no wonder. <laughs> so it's one of Job's friends, yeah. Nadab, Eliphaz, something or Abihu. Yep. It's Eliphaz. Yep. Nadab, Eliphaz. What chapter is it? Twenty-two. Yield now and be at peace with uh, with him. Thereby, good will come come to you. Please you receive watch out for these guys. I like how he says please. Isn't that nice? Well, that's what totally threw please, me off. Please receive. See, did you get that? That it's a narrative of people talking to one another. What? Oh, I was I was knocking on the door, but oh, I just well. couldn't quite get in. It was close. All right, let's let's go to another one. Uh, we have just a minute left, but because of the brevity of your vicar there, I think we can get it in. You'll see how this goes. <laughs> All right. Vicar, are you ready for round two? Yeah. Okay. Is he ready? You should see the smile on his face. You, Is you he only. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're going to take a look at the scoreboard. Vicar with 100 points, and Pastor Brian Wolfman, there was zero. All right. Don't know how that happened. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shock. Round two, Vicar says, your, your one verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the oh. Word was with God, and the Word was God. The end. The end. Uh, the Gospel of John. <laughs> you got it. Gospel right. of John. Right. <laughs> now, Sounds New see, Testament-y see, to me. I, I have a unique gift to read between the lines, and I may have to seek absolution after <laughs> I stay, say this, but... Um, oh, I don't. Oh, I don't. Man, I don't man. need a, a five-minute explanation to say I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about over there. He gets uh, four hundred and ninety-nine <laughs> points for using the buzzword there. Oh man! I didn't even catch it. Just so smooth. <laughs> All right, we're gonna be right back on <laughs> Table Talk Radio and we're going to do round two for Pastor yeah. Wolfmuller. And his point was so subtle. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Alright, we'll be right back. Go ahead. How many Table Talk Radio listeners does it take to change a light bulb? 
you'll probably have to settle for one. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 uh, Miami, uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat, uh. Welcome back, Table Talk Radio, where the score is 799 to zero. I mean, this is like this is like watching the Denver Broncos play the Detroit Lions over here, <laughs> or the Indianapolis Colts. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> yeah, hey, big game boy. opener tonight as we record. Yeah, that's right. Do, do, are you uh, requiring the vicar to? Uh, I do, I know we were going over the schedule. And I said the Bronco game is next Thursday. <laughs> Bronco game is, uh, and he refuses to put it on his calendar. What? Ugh. I yes, and, I know. And you know look, he, you everyone is this, uh, you know, coming to me or coming to the vicar apologizing, but I want to know when the sympathy <laughs> comes this way. <laughs> well, now that I know, man, I, maybe I'll, maybe I'll switch. I'll switch round uh, round three. <laughs> Yeah, but then then he threatened to uh, schedule me to work every time the Colts play. Yeah, I asked him. I said, "Do you want me to know when the Colts play, or not know? So it'll be an accident <laughs> or unintentional?" <laughs> right now, all the things are accidental. Uh, so, what? Oh, you're a Colts fan? What, what's going on? God, yeah, what I am. Is going so wait, on? wait, wait. You you were uh, from Wyoming, North Dakota. <laughs> South Dakota. Did did you like? In process of flying over Indiana, you you saw a game or what? I don't, I don't understand. No, that I, being out at that coal mine, I had plenty of time to listen to the radio. So I heard a lot of interviews on Focus on the Family with Tony Dungy, and I was very impressed by the way he coached that What uh, about Peyton team. Manning? Yeah. Well, yeah, Peyton was good too, but that wasn't the reason I uh, was drawn to the team. It was... But because of Tony Dungy's leadership and how clean and well run that organization was, I did like Tony so, Dungy. So you pick your your favorite team for moral reasons. <laughs> I'm more for geographical we, I, geographic proximity. <laughs> well, <laughs> Wyoming doesn't have a team. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess so. If if you don't you have anything Oregon. else, maybe you would have to. <laughs> Resort to focus on the family to pick your football team. All right, oh, let's boy. go to round two for Pastor Wolf Feeler. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Here it is. Or did I commit a sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted because I preached the gospel of God to you without charge? Ooh. Did I commit a sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted? And I preach the gospel without charge. Because I preach the gospel. Because. This is St. Paul. Um, which is, so the pre, to the, just the language of preaching the gospel uh, is going to put it in the New Testament. And this, uh, the I there is writing is going to show it's not going to be one of the gospels, but rather one of the epistles. So one of the apostles writing. Luke uses and, I, doesn't um, he, in his gospel? Who does? Luke does. Luke uses I in the gospel. When he, I don't when think he so. talks to Theophilus he and says that he... Um, oh, Theophilus. Uh, yeah, maybe just the beginning part. You know. I mean, you, it could be Jesus, you know, saying, uh, it, and the gospel's reporting this for Jesus, but um, but Jesus doesn't say this. So I stand it, corrected. Is, uh, he does not. Luke doesn't use I? No. So, hmm. sorry. Proceed. There you go. 
And then, uh, now, so that puts it into the, one of the epistles. Now, it could be that it could be one of the other, you know, Catholic epistles, like uh, James or Peter or John. But especially St. Paul, who will get after, uh, who will um, have to get after the guys because he defends his own apostleship. And the reason is because wherever Paul went preaching the pure gospel, uh, behind him, in the shadow of the gospel, then the... Uh, the false teachers would come along and they would uh and they would fight his true teaching and they'd say things like no paul is he's wrong about this free gospel and uh we should know it because he's not even a real apostle he didn't even become a christian until jesus has ascended to heaven etc so so paul would have to defend his own apostleship uh and himself and he finds himself do, doing this which is sometimes um it strikes us as untasteful if we don't realize the the importance of the argument that Paul is not defending himself for the sake of himself, but rather for the sake of Christ. And so here he he's talking to a church where the false teachers had come in and had charged him a bunch of money and everything. And they say, well, look, we, we're this good that you have to pay us to preach. And Paul, he probably did it for free. You know, he, so the, you know, so he the church consultants no came in and said... Uh, hey, right. you pay us a hundred dollars, and I'll tell you about the demographics of your area or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> there you go. Now, this is um, this happens a couple of times, but I think it's it's going to be a. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. So th- this that is from Paul limits it to thirteen uh, writings in the New Testament, and it's not going to be Timothy or a Titus. Uh, the pastoral epistles, or Philemon. So that knocks it down to nine options. It's not Romans, because uh, Paul doesn't have this close relationship with the Romans because he'd never been there before. So that knocks it down to how many? we got seven left. First, Second Corinthians, uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and the Thessalonian letters. Uh, I think this is going to be uh, how Paul is talking to the Corinthians, especially he's defending himself and his own humility how can he be both an apostle and so humble? And he does that to the Corinthians, and he especially does it in Second Corinthians, where he says, we have this treasure in clay jars, etc. So I think, and also it, to the Corinthians, he's also raising money. So he says, look, I did it for free. Um, I did this for free, but I'm also raising money to help the saints in Jerusalem. And that's what Second Corinthians is about. So I'm going to go with Second Corinthians. Wow, got it. Good job. Uh, I don't need five minutes to tell you I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I need seven minutes. Wow. Um, I, I thought I was going to throw you, because this also comes up in 1 Corinthians. Uh, you know this part where, and I, I can speak to this a little bit because I uh, am teaching it in Sunday mornings, but uh, in 1 Corinthians 9 where he, well, first of all, uh, prior to this, he's talking about how uh, we have freedom in Christ to you know, eat meat or not eat meat, you know? Uh, so... Uh, hey, it doesn't matter if we eat meat, sacrifice to idols or not. It doesn't, you know, we're free in Christ to do this. But if 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 uh, that is a stumbling block to our neighbor, then we ought to use our freedom and service to the neighbor. And then he goes on to say, uh, "This is how I use my freedom." He says, uh, "Could uh, uh, could not a a, a an apostle uh, take a wife for himself?" The answer is yes. Um, but Paul says, "I I don't." Um, could could shouldn't uh, a, a pastor or a, or an apostle be be uh, compensated so that he can focus his time on on 
uh, studying the word and preaching the gospel? Yes, but I don't because I don't want to be uh, accused of those those uh, church consultants. Um, so he says, uh, I, I, I use my freedom in Christ to do these things uh, uh, for the sake of the gospel. And so it, it's just wonderful that, that Paul spends so much time. He says, hey, look. When when the ox is is uh, uh, threshing the the grain, you take some of that grain and feed the ox. So uh, you ought to pay your pastor. And in, in, in the I the think that's re- be paid. I think that's the great that he uses that verse for pay your pastor. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you see says, that big was, fat ox over there? Was God concerned <laughs> about oxes? Give no. It some crumbs. <laughs> it is give fantastic. it some crumbs. All right, we need to go on to round three so we have time, especially the way Pastor Wolfman there answers these things. Holy shit! Uh, no. <laughs> All right, so Vicar, Holy your rocks. round three is the word in. I n n in in as in uh. there is no room <laughs> at the in. Would might be oh, an example. That's a good example. Oh, that is a great example. Well, that's a pretty helpful example. Oh, <laughs> how else might you use it at the sentence? I can't think of a. Uh, let's see. This is this is in one of the gospels. This is the uh, Christmas story, or uh, th- yeah, that Christmas story that there was. They couldn't find a hotel, so they had to sleep in the in the barn. Um, let's see. So it has to be one of the gospels. How about? I'm gonna go with. Luke, just because he's long-winded and more detailed like Pastor Wolfmuller. <laughs> Luke is the Pastor Wolfmuller of the Christmas accounts. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, you got it. Oh, man. All 300 right. points, which brings your final tally to 1,999 Table Talk radio points. Very good. Whoa. So there's uh, no room at the end. Okay. Oh, Pastor Wolfman, I got a list of words here. Which one should I go with? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, da, 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 da. Here's one. How about the word loyal? Loyal. Hmm. Loyal. You know, like you have a loyal vicar or. <laughs> A doulos should be loyal yeah. to his master. <laughs> this, the word loyal only comes up one time in the Bible? At least according to the New American Standard Bible, it does. Hmm. There's a, there's a lot of things. I mean, just to speak about loyalty, you could talk about, I mean, this is a yeah, kind of Yeah, you should a, do this in about uh, a minute, by the way. <laughs> okay. So there's a, this is a vocation <laughs> word where the Lord has bound two people together so that one would be loyal to another. So you have husband and wife loyal to one another. You have people loyal to their king a king loyal to their people. Um, you have uh, 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 you have even friendship. Um, where or you have people being loyal to God. I think that's another place. You have friendship, though, where one person will be loyal to another. And you know, in the Old Testament, one of the ways that this is highlighted, this the vocation of friend, is with David and Jonathan, uh, and they were uh, 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 great, great friends with one another. And uh, there, there was a it, it was a test of loyalty because Jonathan was the son of Saul, who was all the time trying to kill David. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that the loyalty comes from the Jonathan and um, and David story, which would be uh, that would be First Samuel. <clears throat> oh, sorry, 
You're actually looking for ne- valiant try. Nehemiah, Nehemiah oh. thirteen fourteen that says, "Remember me for this, O my God, and do not blot out my loyal deeds which I have performed for the house of my God and its services." Well, there you go, Nehemiah. There you go. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it then. So um, <laughs> that's all. That's all. I got some points that's, there. Uh, yeah, two two hundred. Hey. Look at look at your two hundred points there. So I guess I used. I used both buzzwords too. I said a Dulos should be loyal to his master. So you could add a couple more for me if you oh, want. Oh my goodness! More, in fact, so uh, fifteen hundred ninety-nine, uh, fifteen ninety-nine points. Never even heard of that many points. All right, what way to go, Vicar? And I guess how many this points means did you get? You, by the way, you pass Vicar. I'm more of a moderator, you know. I'm just trying to <laughs> so go between. More of a moderator. Yeah. All right. right. Well, that's it for table. Talk. So, uh, Vicar, congratulations on making it through your first uh, table talk radio. Thank you, and uh, thank you for listening to Table Talk Radio, where the points are like your winning Bible bees effect on your final vicarage grade. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll free one eight hundred three eight five SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.